Good morning and welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We're a spiritual community dedicated to the free search for truth and meaning. We're very glad you're here. We come from a long heritage of teaching that there is a spark of the divine in every person. It is in the spirit of that heritage that I say, let us greet the holy in our midst by turning to the person to your right and left and welcoming them here this morning. Will you say with me the words by which we light the chalice, which is the symbol of our faith? In the light of truth and the warmth of love, we gather to seek, to find, and to share. Our call to worship is by Kathleen McTeague. We come together this morning to remind one another to rest for a moment on the forming edges of our lives, to resist the headlong tumble into the next moment until we claim for ourselves awareness and gratitude, taking the time to look into one another's faces and see their communion, the reflection of our own eyes. This house of laughter and silence memory and hope, is hallowed by our presence together. We have people in this congregation who have backgrounds and practices in all the major world religions, including secular humanism, staunch atheism, neo-paganism. What holds us together? One of the things that holds this congregation together and guides our feet while we run this race is our mission statement. We wrote it up on the wall and we say it every Sunday together. We gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. This morning's reading is the Magnificat. It is adapted from the Gospel of Luke by a former minister of this congregation, Reverend Frederick Wooten. My soul magnifies God. We are enlarged. And my spirit breaks out, rejoicing in the face of freedom, that God, something now within, yet not mine, has glanced at this daughter of hope. And behold, henceforth time will know and regard me. For that great mystery is a beam drawn through this lens, comforting me and all people, the shadows now dispersed. There is strength here, like the sinew of a mother's arm. It shatters the brittle pride of wealth. It levels the clayfoot thrones of tyrants. It upholds the forgotten, the scarred. Hunger, both body and soul, will be filled. Riches will no more be rewarded. The Holy One cleaves to those who keep faith. It will endure in those who serve mercy. And the promise made to legend ancestors will be kept. Now is the time in our service when we grow still, where we breathe deeply, follow our breath into the center of our bodies. We seek that still point within where we can speak to God as we understand God, 
or listen to our inner wisdom or just feel our breath giving us life. It is in a still place where we sit with our anguish, our despair, our secret hopes, our foundational joys. We seek wisdom, we seek love, we seek clarity. Let us enter into the wise silence together, acknowledging that in this congregation, small child noises count as part of the silence. The Magnificat is the name of this hymn that Mary sings in the first part of the Gospel of Luke, and Madi told you the story of it. It's put into the mouth of Mary by the Gospel writer when she goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who is pregnant with John, who will become John the Baptist. And so John the Baptist's mother says, you're carrying Jesus, who will be the Savior of the world. Um. I wanted to talk to you about this text this morning because our choir is singing it so beautifully and because I've gotten curious about Mary. Um, Here's what happened. I don't often get terrified, but I was terrified one night. Um, Kaya and I were headed to West Texas, and we had left here after my last appointment at 2. So we got to Marfa about 9, and... um, The place we were going was two hours beyond Marfa. So uh, our GPS said, turn left here, so we did, and then the pavement ran out. So I'm from the suburbs. (laughs) And the pavement running out constitutes an emergency (laughs) to me. But... She spent lots of time in the West, and she said, don't worry about it. Lots of roads in the West are dirt roads. And um, I said, are you sure it goes somewhere? (laughs) She said, yes, I'm sure it goes somewhere. Look, somebody has taken care of the road. Then a jackrabbit came out, and we missed it. And then half an hour later, javelina, looking ghostly in the headlights. And then another one right behind it. I don't know how we missed those two javelinas. I don't. And as we had to slow down to nine miles an hour, because there were big rocks in the road and washes, and there were times crawling along at nine that in the pitch dark outside my window, I sensed a great nothingness. I said, Kaya, there's nothing out there. There's, it's like the road drops off, and I see far in the, hill, in the distance, sometimes when our headlights hit it as we're going like this, a mountainside, but in between us and the mountainside is nothing. She said, Meg, picture rolling fields. Rolling fields. So I tried to picture rolling fields, and then kaboom, another rock. And I found myself, I was raised Presbyterian. Uh, Presbyterians don't pray to Mary. I don't know why I started talking to Mary, 
I was like, Mary, you seem like a very friendly presence right here. We're in the middle of nothing, and um, there's nothing out there, and there's nothing over there, and there's a big mountain here, and there are huge rocks in the middle of the road, and we're in a Honda Civic. (laughs) And now and then when we would turn a corner, there would be big white wings. That would come in front of the windshield. What's that? I don't know. I don't know, but it can fly. And we can't, and we're in a Civic. So she just seemed like a friendly presence who showed up in my mind. And I was talking to her in my terror. Because I was talking to Kaya, but I couldn't talk to Kaya in my full terror because I didn't want to get her worried. Well, I know she was already worried because her hands were like this on the steering wheel. I, I thought we were going to end up in the front yard of some ranch house or that the road was a joke and it would just stop. And Anyway, it didn't. We got where we were going, and the lady who showed us to our little cabin said, How did you come? And we said, We came by the Pinto Canyon Road. And she went, In that? Usually people rent big trucks to go on the Pinto Canyon Road. We're like, we're never doing it again, ever. And as we came into our cabin, there was Mary on the wall, a big virgin of Guadalupe. And um, I felt like, oh, there you are. (laughs) Exactly. And so the text of the Magnificat translated into English is this. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He's filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. This is one of the very first hymns of the religion of Christianity. Um, It's been set to music beautifully, and it's easy to listen to it in Latin and not understand that it is a radical, what they call a hymn of reversal. It's a hymn of reversal. There are many texts of reversal in the Jewish and Christian scriptures. In Handel's Messiah, one of the texts of reversal is set to music where in Isaiah it said, Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. So, this and many other texts of reversal in the Jewish and Christian scriptures, this has attached to Christmas time. I'm not sure why, although I have some ideas. Number one, Christmas time is the Mass of Christ whose main, one of his main messages was the poor are blessed. Remember the Sermon on the Mount? Um, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. 
Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, they will be shown mercy, etc. This is another hymn that he sings that um, envisions a world of justice where the merciful, instead of being trampled, are shown mercy, where the meek, instead of being taken advantage of, inherit the earth. Because of this, Romans, who were hearing and writing about the new religion of Christianity back in ancient times, Romans called it a religion for slaves and women. The Romans valued strength and beauty and power. And this hymn of reversal, this whole message of blessed are the poor and the rich will be sent empty away and the meek will inherit the earth, this did not sit right with the Romans and their empire. And they had contempt. They had a feast of reversal at what we call Christmas time too, the Feast of Saturnalia. Now, in the Feast of Saturnalia, the slaves were supposed to act like masters and the masters were supposed to have the fun play of being told what to do all day before they got back to their ordering around and beating people and stuff. So Saturnalia was a play reversal. And yet, what... Mary was talking about was a real reversal. I think in our culture, we've got lots of play reversals. We have, um, we have reversals like the lottery. This, the lottery is the opiate of the people, really, because everyone uh, who wants, who would ordinarily be fomenting revolution is thinking, well, I want to take care of the rich because one day I'm going to be rich because I'm going to hit the lottery. So I don't want anything bad to happen to rich people. So I'm not all for this reversal because I'm going to be a lottery winner one day. If we didn't have the lottery, we'd have revolution. Scholarships are another helpful trinket for the poor. We say, well, but the best and brightest of the poor can get an education because we can get scholarships. And I'm hoping for a scholarship. I don't want to make trouble in my school because otherwise I won't get a scholarship. Cecil John Rhodes was an Englishman who created the Rhodes Scholarship. It's a great, great institution. And yet his idea behind the Rhodes Scholarship was to take the best and the brightest from foreign lands with leadership potential and bring them to England to give them an English education, um, make them part of the English system, so they would understand. There would be understanding between nations, but it's more like so they would understand England because the Rhodes Scholarship doesn't send English people with leadership potential to other nations to foster understanding among nations. So you look around and you see the possibilities for reversal we have in our culture, and you ask yourself, are these real or not? Is this a real fairness, or is this just the system helping people who ordinarily would rebel blow off a little steam so they don't rebel? 
But the Magnificat is a radical hymn of absolute reversal. Mary doesn't say, the best and brightest of the weak will be made strong. The best and brightest of the poor will be filled with good things. We will choose certain among deserving poor people to allow them inclusion into the system and the way the system runs. That is not what she said. She said, this system will be overturned. In a way, I love that. In a way, it makes me nervous because the system's working pretty well for me. But I think of a world where the hungry are fed and I'm filled with longing. I have an imagination, don't you, about what a just world would look like? I don't want to see the rich hungry. I, there are lots of rich people that I love with my whole heart. But I would like to see things fair. So maybe I'm not a revolutionary. Maybe I'm a respectable, bourgeois, white, middle-class person just wanting things to be a little fairer. And I feel guilty about that. And in America, anything is okay as long as you feel guilty afterwards. In my fair world, in my upside-down world, the artists and musicians among us would be paid better than anybody else. I would like to see those sick among us cared for with compassion without regard to big pharma's profits, not by a few um, nonprofit organizations, but by everyone. I would like to see children safe in their families and women safe from violence. And I think it would be amazing to be able to walk alone at night without being afraid. I wish citizens of color would be treated with justice by the justice system. And furthermore, I want to say, I wish mediocre citizens of color who are petty criminals would be treated with fairness by mediocre law enforcement agencies. Because when you have the mediocre doing okay and being treated fairly, then you're going for some real change. Because all we see lifted up are stories of, well, look at this special and wonderful person who did this special and wonderful thing. See, it's not all bad. That is a way of blowing off steam in the system so we don't have revolution. When you see the best and the worst, we have this politics of outrage on Facebook, I must say, where everybody's always posting, you know, here's a police officer who did something terrible. Here's a police officer who did something wonderful. Here is a person of color who, who invented something fabulous. Here is a person of color who shot somebody else of color. And all of that is nonsense until the middle, mediocre, all of everybody is treated fairly. Does that make sense? Thank you. Okay, so. <laughs> I, in the reversal, I would love to see the oil companies in charge of charity until they have no money left, except to pay the stockholders who I'm sure are among us. I would like to see lobbyists for the NRA shining people's shoes outside of fancy hotels. <laughs> I would like to see arms manufacturers making target guns, hunting rifles, 
and only assault rifles for military people and, and law enforcement. I would like to see them. I would like to see them have to take a whole factory and make little tiny uh, toy cats that are made out of gun parts. <laughs> and I'm just imagining things I would like in my world turned upside down. Don't yell at me in the line because you have a different view. I just want to hear your view. And so does this reversal appeal to you? If it does, wonderful. If it does not, like it doesn't appeal to me all that much on every level, ask yourself, would I be willing to give up some of my goodies so the mountains and hills could be made low, so the inequalities could be mitigated? If you think that this is always going to be this way, the strong will always take advantage of the weak, the poor you will have always among you, don't worry about taking care of it, Uh, the poor are always going to be caught more for traffic violations and have to pay bigger fines, and then when they can't pay those fines, the fees are going to mount up, and finally we'll just have them in the palm of our hand, and they will own nothing, and we'll have all their money as well as our money for our town, and we're not going to do anything for them anyway in our town, even if we have their money. Um, If you think that, then... you're not aligned with what most of the great teachers of all the great religions have to say. If you would like to be aligned with the great religions, the great teachers, like Rabbi Jesus, like his mother Mary, listen to the beautiful music made of this radical hymn. May its message disturb our hearts. May its message disrupt our comfort. And may we, as Mary would say, ponder these things in our hearts. Please say with me the words by which we extinguish our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at www.austinuu.org.